Go in your Bible to 1 John chapter number 2 as we progress right on through this book. I don't feel that we're going too fast or too slow. We are just progressing through this book. And today we're going to look at the spirit of Antichrist. 1 John chapter number 2, starting with verse... 18. <coughs> and I'm going to try to get through this message. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means I got to preach 45 minutes or an hour or whatever. I don't know if I'll do that because of the war I'd have on my hands tomorrow with the I got a lot of women in my life. <laughs> I just do. And, I, and uh, kids, workers down there. So we'll just get right into this. All right, 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. Little children, it is the last time, and as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrist, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made known that they were not all of us. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things, for I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know the truth, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? But he that denies that Jesus is the Christ, he is Antichrist that denies the Father and the Son. And we might as well say, because he's already mentioned it, and the Lord Jesus. Father, we ask and pray, God, for your anointing upon every person that's here. God, the attention, the attention would be uh, right on the edge of every person listening I'm praying, God, that you would quieten every and still every child and every baby, and God, that you would heighten the attention of every person that's here. In Jesus' name, amen. The news media have been slobbering mad over an NFL player, and it wasn't because an NFL player raped a woman. That ain't why they've been mad. And it's not been because an NFL player's posse killed someone, which happened three or four years ago, the night of the Super Bowl. It's not because an NFL player's drinking and driving caused someone to die. And it's not because an NFL player went to jail due to drugs and got out immediately because of who he is and his prestige. Nor were they slobbering mad over an NFL player torturing dogs. But they have been slobbering mad over an NFL player praying. I mean slobbering mad. Tim Tebow. And what hurts my heart, because you expect it, 
out of the drive-by media. But what hurts my heart is when there are Christian people chiming in. Oh, he shouldn't be so vocal with what he believes. And I'll just add this. I hated to hear Kurt Warner make that statement. But he's just a little bit over the top in this. I don't believe that at all. Now, would the reaction of the media, would that have been the reaction 100 years ago? I don't think so. I don't think it would have been a reaction 50 years ago. I don't even think that would have been a reaction 25 years ago. Kay said this when I was uh, mentioning this to her. Uh, she said, well, it's, it's the spirit of Antichrist. Now, I want you to think of that. It's not the spirit of anti-God. Because in America, I mean, you could worship that styrofoam tree, and there'd be people think you're really highly enlightened for doing that. Tim Tebow, famed quarterback of the Denver Broncos, is maligned by the secular news establishment media because of his unashamed faith in Jesus. Back when he played college at Florida, he played with John 3.16. You know where they put the black in and he penciled in with a white marker, John 3.16? The NCAA made him stop. Yeah. But in doing that, and the news that that generated, 92 million people went to Google to find out what John 3.16 meant. You can't buy publicity like that. And now his name has become a verb. To Tebow means to drop to one knee, bow your head, and pray. It's becoming popular for high school kids to Tebow during the game, and school administrators are tearing their hair out. Few people in America any more patriotic than I am. But our nation is slipping little by little. Our nation has gone from loving Christ, and you won't have to be uh, uh, hard put to find out about that when you look about how our nation was founded and the words that they inscribed on buildings to be there for millennia. There are Bible scriptures. There are quotes, Bible quotes. Our nation has gone from loving Christ to where now we are ashamed of Christ, and oh, one day, I hate to say it, it'll be antichrist. Let me show you how the church world will conclude its career on this earth. 1 Timothy 4, now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Some shall depart. Orchardville Church, we shall not depart. I mentioned this the night of the dedication service at Fairfield. What you've got to do is to see the systematic that if you don't take care of what you've got, how you can see this in the life of Demas. 
Demas, my fellow servant, is what Paul said. Thank God for that. He was right there with Paul in preaching the gospel, right there in passing out the CDs. Work with me here. Right there in helping that man get the ministry out. But the next words we hear when Paul writes about Demas, he says, and Demas. He can't find any good thing to say. And Demas. He's just with me right now. And Demas. And then the third thing we see about Demas, Demas has forsaken me having loved this present world. It is a sliding, a progressive re regression, we could say, of determination, of then decay, and then desertion. It is the spirit of Antichrist. Preacher, what about 666? Well, let me tell you what John chapter 6, verse 66 says. From that time, many of Jesus' disciples went back and walked no more with him. Are you thinking of quitting? It's the spirit of Antichrist. Are you thinking of turning back? That's the spirit of Antichrist. As a nation, we started out with conservative values, and we are losing those conservative values. I hate to say it, but when this nation again, when we was founded, that we had two political parties, we had the Republicans, we have the Democrats, but I'm telling you why, you could put, you could put two politicians in a bag and that'd be a pretty good start right there. <laughs> but you could put two politicians in a bag, shake them up, and it really don't matter anymore which one falls out. One is about as liberal as the other. Colleges that started out with conservative values, they've lost that. Churches that started out with conservative values are losing that fast. If I would die tomorrow, finance team, don't smile so big like that. Because they've got that big insurance policy on me. If I would die tomorrow, there would be a group of people that would just as well be happy if they had a preacher that didn't scream quite as loud and didn't make such an issue about kids paying attention and babies not screaming and people paying attention and people staying awake. They would just as soon like it, just a little more chilled out. Yeah. Or listen to me. Or listen to me. Listen, you can say this, our pastor is not very cultured. He's kind of crude, and that's true, and it's because I read from a crudence concordance. <laughs> the strong pastors read from a strong concordance, and a young pastor reads from a young's concordance. People, we won't, or preacher, we won't be able to get any of the city aldermen if you keep screaming like you do. Does Orchardville have any city aldermen or councilmen? No? Okay, I know Centralia does. I don't know how many, but let's say they've got eight. And Fairfield's got eight. There's 16. And by the time you count their spouses, there's 32. So they would be able to sit in 32 chairs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, 
29, 30, 31, 32. That's how many chairs, if we get all the city councilmen, aldermen, and their spouses in, that'd be 32. Orchardville Church has 2,152 seats. 2,152 chairs. Take away 32 from that, we've still got 2,120 chairs to try to get filled. I'm not going to try to just reach the city councilman. Do you know if you take all the, all the chairs that Orchardville Church has in all three branches and put them side by side, side by side, side by side, it would be three quarters of a mile long. I figured that up. <laughs> I'm going to name you four, Bible, four colleges that started out as Bible colleges and don't you can be shocked, but, well, it is. It's kind of surprising. Harvard. Harvard University. Started out as a Bible college. John Harvard, preacher, gave his library to help start out Harvard University. Yale started out the Bible college. University of Chicago started out Bible college. Temple University in Philadelphia Started out, Bible college. And I'll tell you, they're not anti-God, but they are anti-Christ. And I'll tell you, a Bible, they started out Bible college. You try talking about Jesus now on either one of them campuses, that ain't flying. It's like a piece of iron put into the fire, and over time it becomes cherry red. You pull it out of that fire, and it will be slowly begin to cool down, and in time, it will be cold to the touch. Orchardville Church, it is of a imperative necessity. We must stay in the fire of the Spirit of God for what he wants for this church, because if we, not, if we don't, we'll get colder and 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 colder. colder. <laughs> when little Johnny makes up his bedroom and I know, guys, it's a, hard, it's a hard gig, no doubt about it. And making your bed, of all things in housework, nothing seems more stupid to me than that. You're just going to get back in it that night. I mean, it just seems futile. And I know I can make a bed, and it looks like anybody can come in and say, a man made that bed. <laughs> and Kay can make the same bed, and it just looks like something you see in the hotel. I mean, I don't get that. But let's say little Johnny has made his bed and cleaned the room. Is it going to, does the natural tendency for it to stay that way? Yes or no? No. The natural tendency is for it to deteriorate. The natural tendency, whether it be a business whether it be a church, whether it be a person's Christian faith as an individual, the natural tendency is 
for that thing to start out red hot and then a decay set in and then a desertion happened. That's the natural tendency of it. You've got to work to make this thing keep going. I love the ministries of Orchardville Church. Joy Taylor has let me know that all three branches, we do not have just 35 ministries. We've got 111 ministries at Orchardville Church, and that deserves a round of applause to the Lord God himself. <laughs> Hallelujah. And again, the natural tendencies for every ministry would be to fall off. That's a natural tendency to fall off, to get slower, to lose the fire. Remember Demas. Demas, my fellow laborer. Demas, a man that's willing to work in the ministry. And then Paul says, and Demas. There's just nothing to say about him. And then the third statement is, Demas has forsaken me, is what he said. The natural tendency is to wane away, to fall away. We've got to fight against that as a church. We've got to fight against that. Amen. Revelations 2 and 3, seven churches started out. Started out good, all seven of them. But watch what happened. Ephesus left its first love. Smyrna received unsaved people as members. Pergamos became worldly. Thyatira lost its convictions. Sardis was active but dead. Laodicea pleased the people. Only the church at Philadelphia remained true. Let me tell you something. The devil ain't got no tricks, nothing new. He's got the same old, same old. And the reason why is because they work so well. Preacher, we got trouble in our church. You don't have to tell me what it is. I can already tell you what it is. Here's the trouble. The pastor, he's a dictator. It's his way or the highway. That's just how the devil works. There ain't nothing new under the sun. That's how he's going to work every time. And then the rumor mills get started, and then the splinter groups, and then the, I just don't know if I can trust church authority. I know how the devil works. Don't be so quiet. I mean, honestly, if that describes anybody in here, I'm sure there's a church somewhere that would love to have you in attendance. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to move forward here as best we can. As best we can. The Philadelphia church, Jesus said, you have kept. The word means guard. You have kept. He says that twice to that church. You have kept. You've walked guard around that thing. That's why it didn't deteriorate. Ephesus started out good, but they dropped their guard. Guys, we know all about that, dropping their guard. Them rounds last three minutes, and you see a fighter after the second or third round. That guard gets lower and lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. Dropped their guard. Smyrna started out good, but they dropped their guard. 
Pergamos started out good, dropped their guard. Thyatira started out good, they dropped their guard. Sardis started out good, they dropped their guard. Laodicea started out good, but they dropped their guard. Only Philadelphia remained true and kept their guard up. Ephesus didn't guard about losing their first love. The Bible says this. Just like that I take this set of keys. The Bible says that Ephesus left their first love. Just like I've left them keys right there. I know where the keys are. It's up to me to go back and pick up the keys. Ephesus left their first love. What was that first love? Man, you can, it, it's always great when somebody first gets saved and they want to go tell somebody about it. That's the first love right there. They, they got to go tell somebody about it. If that's the furthest thing from your mind, telling somebody else about Jesus, you've left your first love. Look at the woman at the well. Immediately, she has to go tell somebody. Thank God for that. That love is right there in her heart, and she's got to go tell somebody. And here's the woman who had been married, whatever it was, five, six times, and, and she runs and tells the people, come and see a man. And they're thinking, oh, boy, here we go again. We've heard this story before. Come and see a man. And she brought the whole city out to Jesus. And I'm telling you, revival broke out because of that one woman having a first love, and it was to tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. Anybody can enjoy a trip the first time. First time we went to Oklahoma, it was like, man, look at them hills. Man, there's the biggest McDonald's in the whole world right there. Man, look at all that. But then you drive out the second time, Ain't much to see. I mean, really? I mean, you drive out the second time, and it's like, that's why it says on the license plates, Oklahoma is okay. It, just, it ain't great. It's just, it's okay. <laughs> and I drove out there the second time and the third time and the fourth time and the fifth time. Kay's family all they moved out there. You know what I decided? It's up to me whether or not I have a good time on this trip. It's up to me. Anybody can come into this church and see all the people and see how clean the building is. Isn't that great? This building is a clean, clean, clean building. It really is. Centralia the same way, Fairfield the same way. You can see the, the words up on the screen. You got the snowflakes. You got all of this. I mean, I pulled the snowflakes down over at Fairfield the other night. Uh, um, how many, yeah, some of you seen that. They was, when, they, when the registers would come on, they would, like that and right there, I, I need to go tear that thing down. It would, they would just like, you know, just, you know, like something out of Soul Train or whatever. You don't even know what Soul Train is, do you? All right. All right. <clears throat> you see all this stuff for the first time, you think, Wow. How many's been here for five years? How many's been here for 10 years? How many's been here for 12 years? How many's been here for 15 years? Some just got their hand up knowing, no matter what he says, I've been here. I've been here. It takes character to keep enjoying the trip. That's right. It does. It does. It takes character. 
Takes character. Takes character. You've been listening to me preach now for a long time. I mean, oh, you're telling me, preacher. <laughs> I draw a bigger crowd every Sunday morning at Orchardville Church than if our vice president showed up next Sunday and said he was going to be in Centray or Fairfield. I'll guarantee you I'll draw a bigger crowd here than Joe Biden will. Now, I've got a point to this. Our president could show up next week. He would draw a bigger crowd than I would. If he showed up the following week, he still would draw a bigger crowd than I would. If he showed up two months in a row, it might be about the same crowd as this crowd. If he showed up 24 years in a row, no, he ain't drawing no crowd at all. You know what that tells me? It ain't got nothing to do with me. It's got a lot to do with this book right here. Right. right here. This book. This book. This book. Well, I'm just kind of bored with Orchardville Church. Well, that's too bad. And what it shows is lack of character on your part. That's right. Smyrna didn't guard their membership. No, you don't have to be saved. Just come on. Be, just join up and be, be a member. Raymond Pearson, when he was back in the other building over here where the kids are at, he came up to me one service and said, Pastor, I'd like to be a member of this church. I said, Raymond, are you saved? He goes, no, I don't think I am. I said, we need to take care of that. And we can do that tonight. You ask Jesus in your, in your heart tonight, you want to be saved? Yeah, I would. I'd like that. I would have done him a disservice by saying, oh, yeah, just, yeah, just come on. Yeah, you can join. That'll be fine. One more. That's one more we've got. That'd be great. We got one more. I would have done him a disservice. It was important for Raymond to realize, I need to be born again. And here was a church thousands of years ago that the reason they started losing it, it didn't really matter if you was born again or not, just as long as you was coming to the church. Pergamos didn't guard your theology. Adam Harrell's dad, Bill, told me this recently. He said, to some people, doctrine just don't matter. And that's too bad. But that's true to some people. Thyatira didn't guard their convictions. Anything goes, don't matter. And Sardis didn't guard their sincerity. And Laodiceans didn't guard their spiritual temperature. Only Philadelphia walked guard around their Christian life. Now, let's go back to one of the four colleges we talked about, Temple University. A preacher by the name of Conwell in 1888 started pastoring Temple Baptist Church. He was the same man that wrote the book, Acres of Diamonds. How many ever are familiar with that? Great, great book, great book. And he started pastoring there. It hadn't been there very long. And a little girl about 10 years of age, she died that had went to that church. 
Her parents contacted the pastor and said, she really liked you. This was her church. Would you please, and we know you're busy. We know you're, you've got this famous book and all this. Could you do the, do the service? And he said, I sure will. Her mom and dad, just a day later, found in her bedroom a note that she had written. I've been saving for two years. This is in 1888. I've been saving for two years. You can find my savings in my red coin purse. And she had saved 57 cents. And the note read, this is to help build us a bigger church building. Because sometimes I walk, she told how many blocks, and I can't get in because this preacher, everybody knew who he was. They wanted to hear him. And there are sometimes I just can't get in. It would really be great to be able to have a new church building. Hattie Wyatt was that little girl's name. The preacher took the note and the 57 cents and mentioned that to the congregation. Somebody that worked for the paper was there and wrote about that. In less than six months' time, $250,000 came in. 1888 came in to build Temple Baptist Church, a new building. From there, they began to flourish. He had, he had a, uh, an advanced study in his basement that, they, that the pastor did. It started growing, growing great crowds. They knew that they needed to build something. Um, they would build a college. They started building a college. They needed land. A realtor contacted the pastor and said, I've got the perfect piece of property for you. This is the estimated value of the property up in the tens of thousands of dollars. And he said, I'll sell it for 57 cents. To this day, in Temple University, you can go, and behind a glass case is the note that the little girl wrote and the 57 pennies that she saved up. And that started Temple University. It started Temple, it rebuilt Temple Baptist uh, uh, Church. It also started Temple University, um, hot, the hospital that they've got there. All of these things, and yet I've already made mention that Temple University, you better not mention Jesus there now because people would get mad. What happened? Somebody stopped walking guard around that place. I walk guard around Orchardville Church, whether it's here, whether it's at Centralia, whether it's over at Fairfield. And I continue to do that. I continue until I draw my last breath to do that because I know anything else and we will start going the other way. Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. Now, if I'd been saying it, I'd have said, remember Abraham, remember Sarah, remember Lot. Ain't what Jesus said. Remember Lot's wife. Lot's wife believed the angels Lot's wife packed her bags. Lot's wife fled the city. But Lot's wife looked back 
from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Carlin and Justine Loker, I hate to do this to you, Just, but come on, I know you're not feeling good. Come on, right up here, right up here. Now, you got to stay on this side of the, the brown tape. All right, all right. Zoar is that direction. That's where they're headed. Carlin, Lot is going that way. Lot's wife. You terrible thing, you. <laughs> Lot's wife, the Bible said, fell behind from following Lot. She lagged behind. She was going the same way. She had heard the instruction. She had packed her bags, and she fell behind. That was one of the... I really think if she had been here, I don't think, I don't think it would have happened. I don't think it would have happened. If, if, if she would act like she was shopping, she would have been way out here, <laughs> and then it wouldn't have happened. But where she was at was right here. That... that was a, a tendency because she was already lagging behind to do that number. Thank you. And it said, give them a round of applause. <laughs> Lot's wife looked, behind, looked back from behind Lot and she became a pillar of salt. She looked back. King Agrippa to Paul. You almost persuade me to be a Christian. Almost, 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 almost. Let me close with this. Years ago, there was a meeting in hell, and the devil had met with all of his imps, and he was going to try to devise a way to where people would not be saved. And one of the imps said, we'll just tell people to doubt the Bible. And all the other imps is going, yeah, yeah. That's good, that's good. And the devil just sitting there taking all of this in and watching all of the imps. Another little imp, little demon. He said, let's convince Christians not to share their faith. And they was all going, yeah, 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 that's good, that's good. And the devil still kind of waiting for the smartest one of the pack. And finally, that little imp speaks. And he says, Tell everyone to be saved. And boy, immediately all of the, all the little demons just start, no, no, what are you doing? No, that's not the right. And the devil just watching, thinking, oh, he's the smartest one of the bunch. And they all quieten down. And the devil looks over at him again, and he says, yeah, tell everyone to be saved tomorrow. And the devil said, that's it. Tell everyone to be saved tomorrow. I wonder how many people have missed out and even missed heaven because their idea was, I'll get saved tomorrow. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. By your heads. Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit that can be such a fire within our life that we will not have to be, we will never have to fall prey to 
that spirit of Antichrist. And Lord, I know as a nation, unfortunately, we are going that direction. But God, help us as a church to stay true to you. True to you. In Jesus' name.
every chain My sins are gone, my debt's been paid And you gave, you gave your life away for me It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677. I saw Jesus